0: Happening, folks! Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatag here with you, and uh, our guest this week will be Antoine White, the coach of the Mount Saint Mary's women's basketball team. Uh, Mountaineers coming off back-to-back appearances in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we're part of the inaugural first four in the women's tournament uh, last March, uh, before falling to uh, Longwood. Uh, in a new conference this year, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, so we'll talk to coach White about uh their run last year, uh, the new conference this year and in all the stuff uh uh s- s- surrounding this upcoming season uh, as the Mountaineers will get underway Monday uh, Monday evening at Virginia Tech. So college basketball season again uh, right around the corner. We had Dan Engelstad on last week, the men's coach, uh Antoine White, the women's coach on this week. So we look forward to talking to uh, Coach White in just a couple of minutes. But uh, we start where we often do with with our Frederick County Sports uh, Overlook here. And my colleagues here at the FNP uh, join me, uh, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey. Uh, good to have Alexander back uh, th- this week. And uh, regional playoffs uh, this week, guys. Uh, well, we're, we're down to, a, a, I guess, a quarter of our um, soccer teams, uh, five teams, three boys, two girls uh, come away with Region championships. Uh, both the Brunswick boys and girls won region titles. Uh, Tuscarora boys and Urbana boys win, and, and, and the Oakdale girls uh, continue their march and and their undefeated season so far. Thirteen straight shutouts, fifteen overall. So so the Bears are on a real roll, and uh, also has some field hockey playoffs uh, going too uh, with. Um, or Ur- 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 Urbana, Walkersville, uh, Frederick, and uh, T- Tuscarora, right, Alexander?
1: Yeah, and uh, Middletown as well. And Catoctin's still in it, though they're heading to uh, Key, Francis Scott Key on Wednesday. So I, I, I
0: can't... Hey, hang on, we're having trouble hearing you. Let me crank you up a little bit here. Get, talk? Can you hear me now? Yeah, now we can hear you. For okay. Some, for some reason, you were a little low. And I mean, we were just getting background noise. So uh, sh- share your thought again,
1: sir. Yeah, so, you know... In addition to to those teams that you mentioned, we also have Middletown um, and Fred, and obviously Frederick Tuscarora. Uh, Middletown plays Walkersville, um, and then we also have Catoctin, uh though they go to Francis Scott Key on Wednesday. So I imagine that will probably be the end of the line for them with you know, with Carroll County's historic dominance uh, in field hockey. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's looking looking like you know Urbana is going to contend as usual, and then. Whoever comes out of that that two a two a final between Walkersville and Middletown, I you know Walkersville beat them one nothing on a late goal a couple weeks ago. Game I cover, and I'll be back there again tomorrow Wednesday. Uh, um, I'm
0: curious if they made so, you an honorary member of the team yet there because just I mean I I, I feel I, like
1: I I got to be close at this point. They always love it when I come out, uh, which is yeah. it's always always uh, very fun. I, I'm I'm uh, joking,
0: of course. It's just the way the cookie is crumbled this year. But yeah. Alexander's done a lot of Walkersville uh, field hockey <laughs> games that were. Uh, giving them the business a little bit in the office that uh, they they might make them an honorary coach or an honorary member of the team. So, um but but yeah, I mean that that would be a big result for them if they're if they're able to win a uh, it's a region final, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so so a region title for them or Ur- Ur- Urbana John you've you've seen them over the years they're they're sort of used to winning these region titles in in, in field hockey and. And uh, they were in the finals not that long ago, right? 2019. Uh, they and Oakdale both uh, were finalists.
2: But West, uh, actually, Urbana went to overtime against Westminster that year. Westminster is kind of like the Yankees of uh, field hockey these days. And they uh, as a heartbreaker. They lost. And uh, and so they, they came really close to getting that first state title. Never had, never had one.
0: When was our last field hockey state? We've never had a field hockey state. Oh, no.
2: we uh, Frederick County now, was the last one was 1993. Linganore was a co-champ with, boy, I forget who it was now. Yeah, so that's been almost uh, what,
1: 20, 30 years. Thirty oh, years. I'm, I'm not good at math.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, mom. I'm I'm that, that's why they pay us to be writers because we're not good at math. But but
2: good
0: But but yeah, it's been a while since we've had a a, a field hockey champion. We've we've broken the lacrosse jinx uh, in, in recent years with the, with, with the Ligonore boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten some volleyball state titles with with Oakdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. I mean, the competition's always so good around the state in field hockey. Um, so that's part of the reason why it's been so long since the Frederick County team has won, but we'll, we'll see if an Urbana or a Walkersville, um how, how about how about frederick they, they they were a top seed in the in the field hockey players. yeah so
1: frederick i admittedly i've only seen frederick once this year it was a game they, it was a tight lost a tight one nothing game to oakdale uh, in the one i saw but um but they've they've been they've had a fairly decent season um definitely uh you know you know continuing to to step forward in the right direction and you know they got the they got the one seed in there in their region which uh, given that there were only three teams in their region, uh it meant that they had an automatic double buy. So they got Tuscarora Wednesday who I I who they, they should they should beat though um Tuscarora. Tuscarora's been a, a scrappy little team this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a game. But yeah, Frederick could be uh could be head head to the headed to states and, you know I mean anything can happen at that point. You know, I think I think I will say given the given the level of competition, it's probably more likely that, you know, one of Urbana or one of the 2A schools, uh, you know, maybe possibly could pull something out. But who knows? I mean, you know, Frederick's had a decent, decent season. And anything and about that, um, and don't date, I, I don't know the precise year, but Frederick actually folded
2: for, I a mean, while. Well, mm-hmm. I'll say in the past 10 years, their program. Yeah. And they, you know, they revived the program and now they're, you know, a solid team, which is, is something really, considering Definitely. where they came from.
0: Uh, volleyball playoffs uh start on Thursday this week. Everyone in action but Urbana, mm-hmm. I guess, with the first round bye. Uh, football playoffs start Thursday as well. We'll, we'll get into the um uh the, the football situation in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, but but soccer is a sport that Frederick County schools have, have, have long since uh dominated. Uh, five schools, uh, region champs, that, that, that's about standard. I, I remember one year where we had like seven soccer teams, <laughs> yeah. John, go, go to the state semifinals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been that many in the past. So, so five is a good uh, standard number. I, uh, Brunswick boys, uh, they're uh, returning state champs. Brunswick girls, returning state finalists, you, you have to think both those schools have, re- have really good shots uh, uh, to get uh, through. Uh, no one's doing a thing against the Oakdale girls. I mean, they, they can't keep them uh, out of their own end and, and they're doing nothing in, 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 the Oakdale end. So, I mean, 15 shutouts, 13 in a row. I, I think September 14th was the last time the Oakdale girls <laughs> gave up a goal and we're going on like two months without anyone scoring on them. So, so you, you have to think they're a contender that they, they lost in the semifinals last year. Um, Mid- Middletown boys, John. They did not get through, but 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 man, did they give it a? <laughs> did, did, did they have a nice season? And, and they gave it a go against um, Glenel, Uh Glennell and then they fell in penalty kicks. Penalty kicks, yeah, and they lost to them last year as well. Uh, last second
2: goal. Um, I mean, they. Were, I mean, they've had a heck of a year. It was a really great match. It I, I thought maybe Middletown was maybe a little better, or you know, or played a little better of a match. But you know, they. Uh, it, it went to OT and then anything can happen. And uh, I felt bad for them, but by the same token, I mean, you know, what a season, you know, right.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, what do we know about the Urbana boys? Cause, cause, cause they're through as well.
1: So I, so I saw them twice very early in the season. So it, it's been a little while, uh, since, you know, you know, since I've, since, since I've properly seen them and sort of how they've evolved throughout the year. Um, but it, you know, kind of, you know, kind of like usual, they're, 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 they're an upper tier, um, you know, a solid upper tier team that that that's had a good season. I think they're up to like twelve or thirteen wins now. Um, and they they beat a uh, Quince Orchard in penalty. Ki- they had a scoreless draw through uh, through a hundred minutes, and then they beat Quince Orchard in penalty kicks uh, uh, tonight to get to to get to the four A four uh, A state. So yeah, and they know, weren't we're-
0: and they weren't the top seed in the region too. So the, so they've sort of come through the ranks. So they had a close game, right. I believe, against Northwest over the weekend. Mm. Uh, to get to the region final and, and then pull out a penalty kicks game too, so so they're they know how to win close games. Uh, you you could say that about the Urbana definitely. boys, definitely.
1: And then you know presumably again, I have not seen you know we as of as of uh, Tuesday night we don't have the uh, we don't have the way the states are states are shaking out. We'll probably get that uh, tomorrow morning, um, but presumably that at some point they're going to run into. One of the really good, like Anne Arundel or counties, yeah, one it, of the Bethesda schools that's always in there. So because it's
0: going to hurt them that they weren't a top seed because they're a lower seed that got through. So that means they're going to get matched up against another high, uh, uh, yeah. uh, high seeds. Um, so. But um, but but given the strength of soccer in this area, yeah. I, I wouldn't count them out against anyone. No, absolutely not. And, and and we would be remiss if we didn't say that the best boys team all season in the county has been the Tuscarora boys. You saw them. Uh, ha- Handle Oakdale, uh, a, a very good state championship caliber two A team uh, over over the years, mm-hmm. uh, two nothing in the region final, and um, and they don't play a lot of close games, yeah. but 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 um, they they found a way to pull one out, I, I, I guess, in the region final against Oakdale.
1: Yeah, and so and so was, this was a case of you know they were they they dominated play in the first half, but couldn't get anything through. That. They had even had one shot that was a. That, that that got by, but uh, hit both posts and and bounced out. So it was it was that kind of half. But then they 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 broke through early in the second half, uh, and then sort of at that point Oakdale started surging, and they just they just held them off as long as they could before getting the getting the insurance barker with about four and a half minutes left. And you know, it was it was you know it, it was a game that Oakdale said you know this it was kind of. They they kind of felt that this was this was always gonna the most likely region final entering the year was gonna be Oakdale Tuscarora, um and it was the game that they kind of had circled as like Oakdale in particular had circled as like this is you know this is the one we're gunning for you know we're gonna get presumably you know, at that time it was presumably Tuscarora's best shot um you know best 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 team in the county and you know they they gave it their all you know kudos kudos to Oakdale they. Well they they had a they had a gold disallowed on offsides and a couple other, you know, grade A chances that, that didn't end up going. But you know, at the end Tuscarora knows, you know, been through that adversity, knows how to pull it out. And uh back at States for a second straight year, you know, they got a they're trying to get past the they got to the semifinals last year. They're trying to get past and win it all and, you know, again we'll have to see how their how their draw looks, but you'd have to imagine they're one of the gonna be one of the highest one uh, seeds. Uh, Yeah, one of the, like, one or two seeds, one of the highest, you know, highest seeds overall once we get to the, uh, once we get to states. And then, you know, and then who knows what happens. But, uh, again, the, the, I, I have to say their odds are looking fairly good. So here's where we stand
0: with the fall sports scene here. You have uh, soccer and field hockey, state quarterfinals coming in the next five to seven days, I would say. Mm-hmm. Volleyball playoffs uh, get started this week. Uh, Cross-country, we have regionals this week and then states uh, the, the following weekend at Hereford. Uh, so, uh, soccer, we mentioned uh, that we're in the quarterfinal round. And then uh, football, uh, we're, we're kicking off the football playoffs uh, with, with region semifinals this week. Typically, we start uh, this segment with uh, with football uh, chatter. Uh, it wasn't a great final week of games. We did have a couple of good ones that, that you guys saw um actually all three of us saw a uh, competitive county games there were a couple duds in there with 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 tj and uh frederick and uh, oakdale and tuscarora and not a lot of the first round matchups are all that uh compelling uh for for a lot of our teams but alexander you saw uh middletown pull out a great win against walkersville john you saw urbana beat liganor for the first time uh, in, in a decade really mm-hmm. um john we'll start with you mm-hmm. just just urbana lingon uh what was the decisive factor there
2: defense, urbana's defense which you know we've been talking about them all year and you know lingon you could say they're having an off year but they still have some teeth on offense and and uh um as well as a good defense and urbana they it was seven and seven at halftime and then urbana just really came out and took it to them in the second half i mean they were they kept uh you know lingon quarterback under constant pressure and they uh you know, Ethan Arneson got some nice runs, but they made him work for them, and they spread them out, and they they uh
0: they really took care of business in the second half. Yep, yeah. uh, in Middletown, uh, Cam Baker becoming a star all of a sudden <laughs> in, these, in these last couple of weeks. A big passing game and and uh, uh to to beat uh uh, uh who, who Brunswick, Brunswick, Brunswick. Brunswick. Yeah. and then um um they they got by without Carson Smith against Catoctin, and then they play Walkersville, a team they really. Dominated for the last four or five years, and um, and he scores the game-winning touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean it was probably it was easily the tightest, the tightest you know most back and forth game I covered all year. Um, you know, Middletown, Middletown, Walkersville never led, but Middletown would always go up by a touchdown. And then Walkersville would immediately answer. So Middletown also never led by more than a touchdown. Uh, Carson Smith, you know, naturally the first the fir- those for first three scores, and then uh, and then Walkersville tied it up. Yeah, I believe early in the fourth fourth quarter, uh, with with a big third with a big thirty two yard run uh, from uh, from Rony Lopez, uh, and then and then their defense actually held Middletown, and they had been moving the ball great in the second half. So they they marched down the field, got to I believe it was the twenty six or twenty seven of Middletown, and and the Knights stuffed them on three straight plays, including a fourth down. Um, a fourth and short and uh, and then got the ball back with a minute 40 and two minute drilled it all the way down the field they got they got helped by a pass a pass interference um, uh, call but but basically two minute drilled it right down the field two big runs by Carson Smith sets up cam Baker at the two and he just punched it right in with 30 seconds left and that was that was game 28 21
0: <laughs> and I was at the Katoctin Brunswick game, uh, which was yeah. not much in terms of scoring. It was a seven six final for Brunswick. Brunswick scored an early touchdown, but both teams really, honestly played pretty good defense. Uh, John, you've seen Catoctin mm-hmm. play uh, good good defense this season,
2: and mm-hmm. and against some good uh, against
0: Poulsville, unbeaten Poulsville.
2: Yeah, right, first, uh, right. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, I, I saw them. I saw their defense basically hold Frederick scoreless for almost the entire mm-hmm. first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know before you know before like about thirty seconds left Frederick's first two scores in that game were not were not offensive, so I mean
0: you look at Katockin's record and they're 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 two and seven yeah. and and it looks it looks really bad, but they're but they're really much better than a two and seven team. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the schedule Katockin has played too, I mean they played T J they have played uh Frederick, they've they've played uh Middletown, I mean they played Walkersville, I mean they've played a lot of schools that are much it, they, they've taken on a pretty good schedule uh, this year, and, and, and they've held their own in, in a lot of these games. South Hagerstown, a 3A school, who they beat. <laughs> TJ, a 3A school, who they beat. So they're really much better than their record indicates. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I give them a shot to beat Brunswick. I mean, mm-hmm. with the way they play defense, Brunswick got, uh, had their chances uh, but, but, but couldn't quite capitalize. Catoctin had some chances too, and Brunswick's defense held – um, both uh, uh, they they blocked the, the, the potential game tying extra point they recovered a fumble as Catoctin was inside the 5 yard line too so it, it should be another really competitive game this week between those schools and it, it's the 3-6 matchup I believe in the 1A North and I believe Mountain Ridge is the top seed in that region so uh catoctin played mountain ridge i believe earlier this season and and and, and lost but um Every,
1: everybody's losing to mountain ridge right <laughs> including fort hill yeah.
0: uh, who, who has a big win over uh, oakdale this year so um so we'll see in that region um the, the 3a region again not a lot of compelling first round matchups oakdale and frederick played thursday they, they but they played the hagerstown teams who both have poor records um, Ligonor plays at Rockville Rockville really has no football recent football history to speak of so even though Ligonor is on the road in the, in the lower seeded team I expect them to handle business uh, uh, pretty easily uh, Ur- Urbana is our lone football top seed and they play uh, winless Tuscarora in, in, in another uh, local matchup and then tj is at uh seneca valley um uh in a 3-6 matchup in that 4a 3a it's either the west or the north region they're there th- those schools are in Urbana's region too and then in 2a of course you have middletown um they host hammond uh middletown's the two seed hammond the seven and then walkersville hosts hosts glennell which which could be an interesting matchup in the four five in that region so those are your first-round football playoff matchups, and, 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 and we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, Frederick's going to be very tough to beat. Uh, they could play Oakdale uh, in, in, in the second round of the playoffs next week. We'll see if Ligonor can get going. I mean, they're in the playoffs as an under-500 team, which is uh, very rare for them. We'll, we'll see if they can make a run, but they're in Frederick's region, uh, so, so that could be problematic for them. Uh, Damascus is actually the top seed yeah. in, in, in that region based on uh, bonus points, basically and how the the playoff point system worked. So uh, Frederick would have to play on the road at Damascus if the, if, if that's the matchup. But but Leganor would go to Damascus potentially in the second round, and and that would be an interesting game to me too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just your general thoughts on, on, on the football playoffs, John, we'll start with you. Yeah, Frederick Damascus
2: thing. I mean, it came down to, uh, I guess it was bonus points, because like Frederick, they both have the same amount of points, but uh, Frederick had uh, more win points because they were undefeated. Damascus had the loss, but I guess somewhere along the way, teams Damascus defeated picked up more wins. So uh, yeah, it's a shame they have to go down on the road, assuming they go that far, but, oh well, whatever. And yeah, we'll see, yeah, I'd like to see them go far. I mean, Frederick's never won a state title. Yep. And thoughts on the playoffs
1: yeah i mean sam i think you know frederick this is i'm guessing this is gonna be frederick's best shot maybe ever and i think you know they're they're clearly a strong contender and i mean really again you have to kind of see how the three the three a shakes out but there's an argument to be made that if you know frederick and damascus do eventually meet each other you know in, in two or three weeks here that could you know even if that's not in the state final it could be like a de facto state championship game with just how good those two teams are um, again, I you know I would like to see if Linganore does get past Rockville, cause they would have to go to Damascus next week. So, you know that that would just I think be an interesting litmus test. Uh, again, I mean Damascus has beaten beaten everybody except Quince Orchard, but again, like nobody's beaten Quince Orchard. So right, you know they they have a they have a fairly they've had a they've had a strong bounce back season. You know after their relative, the, the, they had a one or two year dip there the last couple of years, but they're 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 looking back to being being strong. So. You know, I think that'd be interesting, and then again, in four A three A, I think Urbana's you know being being the lone you know our lone number one seed. I think, and again, you kind of have to see how four A three A shakes out, but I think there's a again they have a real shot this year, especially with with how how well their defense has been playing. I know they've you know you know the last couple of weeks now that they've played some better teams, it's it's it's, it's they've slipped up a little bit, but. I mean, still, well, they're just not giving up zero points, right? Per, or, yeah. no, they they did or, last or, week. Or, or, I mean, or or three points per game no, so. I No, and that's definitely not to discredit their defense. I mean, their defense is still playing excellent. But again, right. it's like now that the level of competition is a little higher, right. they've and, and, and they would t- they would tell you that, that yeah. they, 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 their level
0: of competition is uh, gotten significantly tougher in recent weeks. Uh, just, weird stuff always happens at Damascus. I mean, Frederick. Played them in the playoffs last year. And, John, you saw that game. Frederick really destroyed Colorado. Damascus last yeah. year. But that was at Frederick. Right. Uh, I, I would think Frederick, if they, as long as they play close to their capabilities and play a good game, yeah. they, they, they would win again because I, I, I think they probably have the better team. But, but John, you saw a football deflate at Damascus <laughs> on, 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 on a kick. I, I've seen the lights go out twice at Damascus yeah. in, in, in the same game, in a game that Ligonor lost, barely, uh, back. Gosh, that was probably back in twenty uh, twelve or thirteen, some somewhere in that range. So, the and Damascus just has that home field advantage, man. With <laughs> yeah. the they had the the fifty three game winning streak, I believe, before Oakdale went in and won in two thousand eighteen. So, yeah. so uh, I mean. I, I expect Frederick to win that game if it happens, but but just weird stuff happens at Damascus uh, mm-hmm. here d- during this Halloween week. So <laughs> everyone's talking about weird stuff. All right, guys, thank you very much. And when we come back, we'll talk some uh, women's college basketball with Mount St. Mary's coach Antoine White. Stay with us here on The Final Score. Fresh off their second consecutive appearance in the NCAA tournament, uh, the Mount St. Mary's women start their season at 5 p.m. Monday in Blacksburg, Virginia, against an ACC opponent uh, in Virginia Tech. Uh, The coach of the Mountaineers uh, entering his second season is Antoine White, and we're very pleased to welcome back uh, Coach White onto the podcast. How are you, sir?
3: Greg, I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, when
0: we last uh, spoke in, in in Raleigh, North Carolina at the tournament, uh, a- after your, um, after you guys played a great second half and battled back against Longwood before falling just short, yeah you, you, you spoke of the need to get more athletic and a, a, a little faster. Uh, where you were you able to do that in, in this off season?
3: Yeah, we, we started with the portal. Uh, we had six scholarships that we were working with uh, brought in a very skilled freshman class um, who, who are very talented, uh, and, and good, solid athletes, uh, but in the portal, we, we really went after, uh, some, some really good athletes, and Joe Rafflo coming from Presbyterian, um, I was actually a huge fan of her game in high school, and, uh, we weren't able to get her the first time around, uh, second time around, we were able to get her at the mound, and she's six foot, six one, uh, long rangy athlete who can really score at all three levels, and then we picked up another transfer, uh, Natalie, from Robert Morris. She's a grad transfer. Uh, unbelievable motor, Greg. High energy, uh, just flying around all over the court, uh, making plays on the defensive end. And uh, she's another one where uh, she can score as well on the offense. And then uh, Kamaya, she kind of reminds me of Rebecca Lee, but a little bit more athletic, um, moving from side to side. Uh, very physical. Um, and she's another really, really good athlete for us. So I think we were able to check off those boxes. Uh, we'll find out when we go against Virginia Tech.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and Natalie gives you some experience, too, being being a grad student and playing in a, a, a good mid-major league in the Horizon League with Robert Morris. Uh, she, she probably knows the NEC well because uh, Robert Morris used to be in this league not that long ago or, or used to be in the NEC not that long ago. So um, she gives you some good experience, I bet.
3: Yeah, she used to give us uh, problems back in you know when Robert Morris was in the NEC. Maria and I would always talk about it like, man, this kid is just always in the in the way in the, in a good way. You know, she's just so active on defense, and her game has developed so much on the offense in in a short period of time with us. So she'll be one of our top defenders, but I'm looking for her uh, to to score the basketball as well and. She's got a championship background, being that Robert Morris. I believe she won two of them there, so uh, she definitely brings in a decent amount of experience as well.
0: Uh, the big story for you, obviously, Coach White, is 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 the new league. Uh, you guys will play your first season in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Uh, just tell us about the new league and and what you know about it so far.
3: Yeah, it's just competitive. It's a very competitive league from top to bottom. Uh, a lot of talented players. Um, in the mac you know you got really good guard play and you got some really good post play as well and uh, and then you have some really good coaches you know you got some coaches who have been there for 10 plus years even 20 plus years uh who have really good backgrounds and been coaching at a high level and then uh, you have some new faces in there as well uh on the younger side and uh, so it's going to make for a very competitive uh mac conference that uh, we're excited about and You know, We're going to bring in our championship pedigree and uh, we're going to be very competitive from day one.
0: I asked your former college basketball coach uh, last week, uh, Dan Engelstad, uh, what what are the challenges of making a transition like this?
3: It's just so much unknown. You know, Um, I I think for us, you know, for me, I've been at the Mount for seven years. So we've been going against the NEC for the last seven years and there hasn't been too much turnover in the NEC, right? So, I know all those coaches in and out. I know their schemes, their concepts. I know how they like to recruit. So now it's just learning that all over again, uh, which is somewhat of a learning curve, right? But at the same same time, they got to learn us. You know, we're the unknown. We're a question mark. Uh, so they got to learn us. And it's a new style of play that we have, very up-tempo. So I think that's going to make it uh, even more challenging for teams uh, to, to go against us.
0: And in your interaction with the Mac coaches and and just just the the league in general, what 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 sort of reaction has there been to you guys, uh, a, a conference champ coming into their league?
3: The first thing is the Mac coaches are awesome, man. they're they're just so they've been so welcome to me and whatever I need help with. I can reach out to them at any time. Uh, the head coaches group chat is, is always active during the day. So they're just very nice, genuine people. Uh, that was the first thing that stood out to me. And, you know, they're, they're excited about us joining. You know, I think they understand that we're a pretty competitive bunch and uh, we're going to help raise the, the level of play in the match. So I think they're excited about us joining.
0: On that note, what do you think the raised profile of playing in a, a, a better mid-major league will, will, will do for your program?
3: Just more exposure. You know, I think that the first thing that stands out to me, and I, I wasn't aware of this, but I shortly found out after joining the MAC is, you know, all of our games are on ESPN Plus now, which is huge for us. Um, you know, there's been a couple other perks to come along joining with the MAC. You know, we got a brand new broadcasting uh, center, which is uh, pretty cool on the other side of campus. Uh, so it's it's helping with recruiting. And again, I think it's great exposure. Uh, for myself and the rest
0: of the program uh what's your handle of this new league so far coach white i mean like you said they're changing everything up on you 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 knew the nec like the back of your hand and now you're an entire new league the the road trips are different the arenas are different the hotels are different just just what 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 sort of transition do you think it'll be for your girls and just what's your handle on the league in general right now
3: You know, nothing changes for us, Greg. I I say this, and I've said it to you probably a thousand times, it's it's just a day-by-day thing with us, whether you kept us in the NEC or now that we're in the MAC, You know, we just have to take it day-by-day, worry about what we can control in-house, and just continue to work hard. You know, obviously there's going to be a learning curve, and, uh, you know, in in the NEC it was – you know, home and home games, and then you would go away for two games, but now it's different. You know, you can be home on a Thursday night and then you have to go travel to Fairfield right after that Thursday home game and go get ready to prepare for Fairfield. So that's that's going to be a, a learning curve for us. Uh, but again, we just take it day by day and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to adjust.
0: I know you guys are looking forward and it's all about the next game and stuff, but but how much can you take away from your experience last season and in, in last March when you guys were able to uh, to win the NEC and, and, and play in the first four game against a pretty uh, good opponent in Longwood?
3: Yeah, it's just our experience, you know. Um, I, obviously, people are going to talk about Kendall leaving and, and Kayla leaving, and, and rightfully so. Those are two huge pieces to the puzzle and both of them have done such great things uh, for this program for the last few years. So losing them definitely uh, hurts, but, you know, you still have Michaela Harrison on this roster who has a ton of experience, and she's a legend here at the Mount. Uh, Isabella Hunt, she's played in big games. Jess Tomasetti, she's played in big games. Uh, Jada Lee, she had a really good, solid season for us last year. So we still have a lot of experience on this team, Mental toughness, physical toughness, uh, and I think that's going to help us transition into the MAC very well.
0: In in the case of Michaela Harrison, she said right after that that game, last March in Raleigh, that yeah, I'm coming back to the mound. She knew, she knew, she wanted to come back right away. I'm sure. Did you know that, or was that like sort of music to your ears when she said that in that press conference?
3: It was a conversation that I had with her probably a month or a month and a half before we got to the NCAA. And and it just for me simply to, to know, Hey, listen, Mick, whatever you decide to do, I'm going to love you and support you. Obviously I want you to stay because you're a heck of a talent and you're a great person. And she's done so many amazing things for this program. Uh, So I kind of had a good feeling that she was going to stay. She told me, you know, she didn't want to go anywhere else. And, uh, when Mick tells you something, she she follows up on her word.
0: Yeah, but but normally players can often take, hey, coach, give me a couple of weeks, maybe a month to think about it and I'll get back to you. But but she was committed to you guys right away, which, which I think uh, s- says a lot about her and her commitment to your program. Uh, just what are, you, what are you expecting from her um, as, 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 a, as a graduate player, and especially in terms of helping some of these younger players?
3: Yeah, no, Mick's been a great leader for us, you know, we got six new faces and if you're counting two new assistant coaches, that's eight total, you know? So, and I can't do that all by myself. I need some of the players to help, you know, coach and guide some of the new faces. And Mick has done a really good job about that. And and one thing about Mick, she leads by example. Uh, she's in the gym every day working on her game and she sets that bar high for those new, uh, those new faces on the team. And uh, again, her experience and what she's been through here, both the highs and lows as a player, is going to help her, Coach and, and guide and, and mold uh, some of the newcomers on our team.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the loss of uh, Kendall Brzee, who was a Frederick County uh, native, uh, a, a huge part of your team, of a player of the year uh, type player. Uh, Kayla uh also a huge uh, contributor uh, that that uh, left your team to graduation. But I think one of your uh, players that is returning that really opened some eyes last March, Coach, was uh, Jessica Tomasetti. Uh, just, just what have you seen from Jess this summer and? And what are your expectations for, for her to take that next step this season?
3: Yeah, Jess is really taking over that Kayla role for us, which is some really big shoes to fill. And she's our rock. You know, Jess is really our rock. She does a little bit of everything for us. Uh, she's all over the place on defense. And offensively, we need her to take another step this year. You know, I've been on Jess about just being aggressive, looking for her shot. She's doing a great job of being Uh, a playmaker for us, but we're looking for Jess to go out and score the basketball a little bit more for us. Um, Again, great. She, she is our rock. She's just steady Eddie. Uh, You can always count on her. Nothing really phases her. She, her mental toughness, her physical toughness is second to none. So Jess is uh, looking to take a, a, definitely a bigger step, a bigger role for us on this team this year.
0: And, And, and Jada Lee comes into her junior season for you this year. Um, uh, she handled a, a, a good bit of your point guard responsibilities last year. Uh, how will the guard situation work with her and Michaela? I guess uh, uh, Jade will be the, the point guard? or
3: Yeah, I mean, we really don't have positions, if you will. Uh, we, we do have a new style of play. You know, last year we weren't that deep. Uh, this year we're, we're fairly deep. You know, we're about 10, 11 deep, so we're playing extremely fast. You know, one of our goals is to be top 10, top 15 in the country in the pace of play. Uh, and when you're playing that kind of style, you you need to rotate in multiple people. Uh, and one thing it fits Jada Lee's game very, very well. She's a very up tempo player. She wants to play fast. She doesn't want to really sit there and call out a lot of plays. You know, she wants to get the rebound or get the outlet from one of her team's teammates uh, and, and just play free. So this new style of play, I think, is really going to unlock uh, who Jada Lee is at heart.
0: Do you need her to score more as well?
3: Um, I You know, it's I, I, I need Jada to be aggressive. You know, I, I need her to just take what the game gives her. And if that's 15 points and four assists, well, then that's what she's got to do for us. But the main thing for Jada Lee is just her confidence. You know, we've been on her about her confidence. She's such a talented player, especially with the basketball in her hands. Uh, just if she goes out and she has that uh, confidence about her game. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit for her, and and she's developed a, a nice three point shot. So we're we're excited about that as well for her to play a little bit off ball.
0: Yeah, even even an experienced and a great player like Michaela deals with that somewhat too. She says she often gets in her own head, and, and and that that could make her less aggressive at times. Have you noticed Michaela growing in in that sense? Is is she getting out of her head more?
3: Yeah, I mean, Mick, Mick she wants to be great, you know, and. I think at times she puts uh, unnecessary pressure on her, uh, which gets to her, Uh, but it's a work in progress for, you know, she's got some really good days and then she has some days where she missed her first two or three shots and you can see it kind of weigh on her. Uh, And that's where, you know, Kelsey has done a really good job. Kelsey works out with Mick uh, every single day and, and Kelsey is on her about that. And she's made some strides in the right direction and, say listen make you have the ultimate green light on this team so i don't care if you miss your first six shots you got to keep shooting and keep the the defense honest and and to get yourself back in the game so uh she's adjusted to that fairly well
0: as good as you guys were last season and as great as the run was many people might not have known that you were missing a a a key piece of that team in in arne taylor uh who was who was hurt last year and uh how is Arne's progression from her injury coming? And you talk about getting faster and more athletic. I imagine Arne will will help you to be able to do that.
3: Man, no surprise here, Greg. She's way ahead of schedule uh, in her rehab. Um, we, we haven't put a date on her return. We're just kind of leaving it up in the air. And uh, she she's doing really, really well, though. She is uh, doing shooting workouts with her teammates. Uh, She is crushing it in the weight room right now. She looks great. She looks like she can go out and give me 20 minutes right now if need be. Uh, But we don't want to rush the process with her. You know, she's had some knee problems uh, in the past. And then with the Achilles, we just want to play it on the safe side. Um, Again, we're very deep, so we don't need to rush her back. Uh, But we plan on getting her back at some point this season. And when we do, that's just another player with a ton of experience uh, and, 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 just ice cold water running through her veins. So when the time is right, we'll get her back in the mix and be another big piece of the puzzle for us.
0: And again, just in case people don't know, this is like an all conference type player uh, of for, for you guys two year, years ago and into last season, but before she got hurt, is it, is it hard to, to, to play it safe as you put it because you see her in practice and she looks great and stuff. And she's like, Hey, she's ready to go. I mean, uh, but, but you, you do have to pull back. Is, is that difficult to do? Cause she looks one way, but, but reality says something else.
3: It, it is, but you know, I think it's just one of those things where her last knee injury, we kind of played it on the safe side and, and it panned out well for her. She didn't have any uh, knee issues after the last one. So I think we we learned our lesson from that is let's just play it slow and safe with Nay and you know let's let's make sure when when the time is right she she's uh closest to 100% as possible. So she's working great. She she is a workaholic. Her work ethic is second to none. Uh she's going to continue to just keep grinding away and uh, you know, when she's ready, uh, I'll be excited to roll her
0: out there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just wait. You're just waiting to hear the wo- the magic words from the from the trainer. I'm sure. So exactly, uh, uh, exactly. Uh, so so you lost a Frederick County native in Kendall, but but you still have one on the roster. Uh, she's from Middletown. Uh, she played at St. John's Catholic Prep. Her name is uh, Jasmine uh, Lindsay Husky. and uh, she she got some minutes for you last year. What 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 type of role um, will, will Jasmine have for you this year, Antoine?
3: Greg, I'm so glad you brought Jazz up because I, I, I get to brag about her a little bit. Jazz Jazz had some really bright moments, and then she had some freshman moments last year. Um, you know, she scored 18 points against Clemson, hit four threes against them, and she, she started to really come into her own, and then she had a foot injury that just set her back. She had surgery. She was out for a very long time. She missed 90% of the summer, so that kind of hurt her development. But when she was ready to roll, she got ready to it, Greg. She was in the gym. She's been living in the gym. Um, and, and she's poised to have a really good, solid year for us. Um, she's so athletic. It's, it's amazing. She's probably our best athlete on the team. Long, rangy. She can rebound, defend one through five. Um, she's hitting the three ball. Uh, at a consistent rate right now, so we're we're excited about Jazz. Uh, I think she's going to do some some good things for us this year.
0: Uh, how about uh, Isabella Hunt too, Coach? I mean, she's she's played some big minutes for you in, in in past seasons and been a big part of your runs.
3: Isabella's all over the place, man. Uh, you know, I got her playing point guard. I got her playing the stretch four. I got her playing that traditional post role at times. Uh, Hunt, she just she does it all. She does it all for us. She's so dynamic. Uh, The three ball has developed for her so she can hit that open three ball, which I think is just going to play right into her hands. And what she wants to really do is get her teammates involved. She's such a really good playmaker. So, uh, she looks great you know this is she's in really good shape by far the best shape of her life flying around making plays uh, I'm really really excited about the year that she could possibly have for us
0: I did just a quick glance at your roster it looks like you guys have some good size on your roster I mean 5'11", 6'1", 5'11", 5'11 5'10", 5'10", 6'1". I mean uh, uh, Jada might be your shortest player at 5'5". At, at, at five, five. <laughs> so it looks like you have some height on this team.
3: Yeah, we got a little bit of height, you know. We don't have that like true six three, six four presence like we had in test last year. But across the board, there's like you said, there's a lot of five elevens and six foots uh, running around out there. Uh, again, you know, that goes back to our conversation that we had in North Carolina. Just getting a little bit more athletic and longer out on the perimeter, uh, it's, it's really going to help our defense.
0: How, how do you think the schedule shapes up for you? Yeah, yeah, Virginia Tech. Uh, then you have a, a couple other non-conferences against Richmond. Uh, you, you're back in Raleigh, of course, uh, in a couple of weeks at, at NC State, yeah. one one of the top teams in the country. So that that'll be a great experience uh, for your team. You play Navy, Cornell, Loyola, uh, UMBC, and then you really get into conference play. Just h- how do you think the schedule shapes up for you?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's another tough non-conference uh, starting out with Tech. You know, I think Tech is going to be a very very good team in the ACC this year Uh, coach Brooks and his staff went out and got some key players in the portal Uh, so they're going to be a handful come November 7th uh, and then followed up by Richmond uh, who's just been trending in the right direction under Aaron uh, for the last couple years in the A-10 and uh, you know I don't I don't have to go in great detail about North Carolina State Um, but yeah you know and then we have a couple of those games that we like to call the 50-50s that can go either way and um, you know, we, we tested ourselves and went out and put some Patriot League teams on, on our schedule, uh, which is always a good test for us. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait for that first home opener here in November 19th against Navy, who's going to be young and talented. Uh, should be a really good, fast, up tempo, pace game. So I'm excited for this group. Uh, hopefully, we can, you know, be around 500 or above, headed into to, to the MAC.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say expectations are—you guys are sort of flying under the radar right now because you're coming into a new league, and and despite your your profile is is a great NEC school. Uh, I mean, the the coaches poll came out. I, don't, I, I You guys probably don't put a lot of stock in that, but but you guys were picked low low in the coaches poll. It just is it sort of nice flying under the radar a little bit, and and people don't really know you guys that well yet.
3: Yeah, no, I you know I kind of expected that. Um, I, I said it and my Mac uh, media day um, interview that, you know, we got to earn our stripes all over again. You know, what we did in the NEC that that's, that's in the past and that doesn't carry over now to the Mac. So it's, We're back to where we were when Maria was here as our head coach uh, to where, you know, we got to go out and we got to earn it. You know, we're chasing the Fairfields and the Manhattans and the Quinnipiacs and the Maris, uh, which is okay with me. You know, I I pride myself on being a really good motivator. Uh, So, yeah, we'll we'll use some of that to be a chip on our shoulder.
0: Uh, Tell us about some of the additions to your coaching staff.
3: Oh, yeah, first one man is Joe Haig. Joe Hake has about 30 years of experience when it comes to coaching. Um, a decent amount of that on the women's side. Uh, he was in the NEC as a head coach some years ago at St. Francis PA. Did an unbelievable job there. Uh, won a title and uh, he, he had the one of the best players in the nation scoring wise. Um, and, yeah, he's just a brilliant mind. He's helping me out a lot grow as a head coach and helping me out on the offensive end. He is our defensive coordinator, but him and I kind of go hand in hand, just bouncing ideas off of each other, Uh heck of a recruiter. So he, his impact has been immediate uh, in, in our program so far. And then we went out and got Nicole from um, Clark University, this who's is our N- recruiting.
0: Nicole Graham, yeah.
3: Yep, who's our uh, recruiting coordinator, and uh, she's young, energetic. Um, She's got a lot of connections down south, uh, which I think is going to help us pull some kids from the Atlanta area, South Carolina, and North Carolina area, which I think can be a huge plus for us. I don't think too many teams from the MAC are recruiting uh, down south like that, so that can be a huge advantage for us. But we're we're excited about Nicole's uh, addition as well.
0: It, it seems like you guys are recruiting this area very well. I mean, you have uh, another Frederick County player on the roster. Uh, you, you have a young lady, uh, Gianna Hodnott, uh, who's from Delone Catholic right up the road. Uh, lots of Virginia players. Yeah, uh, You have, you have a, um, a player from Good Council, uh, a, little, a little south here in Maryland. So it seems like you guys are re- hitting the area really well when it t- comes to recruiting.
3: Yeah, hey, we don't have to go too far, man. Just the DMV is loaded with talent, you know. So that that definitely helps us. And um, we gotta, you know, we gotta make sure not too many teams from the MAC are stealing kids from the DMV. Um, you know, we got a really good freshman uh, coming in in our next class, uh, 23 class, who was the Player of the Year in Howard County uh, this last season. Super excited about her long rangey athlete who can score at all three levels. Uh her name's Gabby. So we're gonna try to have that trend continue, uh, recruiting the DMV very hard. Yeah. What will
0: define uh success for you for you guys this season, Coach?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, the expectations haven't changed too much in our program. You know, we we wanna go out and put a good product on the floor. Um, you know, we, we're not going to put a total number of wins on us. It was just not about that. You know, we got to go out and we got to worry about us right now and take care of in-house. There's a lot of things that we need to clean up. Uh, but again, the the standard is the standard and that's, we're going to go out, compete at a high level, no matter who uh, we're facing. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, that's just kind of what we're about. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, we're going to go after a mag championship. We're not there yet. You know, ask me that, hit uh, it into March. But as of right now, we're just worried about us and working hard every day to 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 get better in-house.
0: On, on paper, this is year two for you as the head Mount coach. But do you feel like an old grizzled veteran at, at the Mount by now?
3: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know how much that means. I don't know how much pull I have around here. Definitely not more than Dan, that's for sure. But yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, it's all new faces here, uh, which has made the, the move for me becoming head coach very smooth. You know, you and I have talked about that a few times before, uh, with Lynn being the AD and, and my relationship with her and Kevin and the rest of our administrators. Uh, you know, they they love and support our program, so. Uh, you know, year two for me feels much, much different than year one. I feel very comfortable and prepared for year two.
0: It, it, it's, you, it's year two technically, but it's almost like year ten for you. I mean, you've been around the program for for, <laughs> for almost a decade now. So you, so you're you're like a you're like a very familiar face on campus, despite the fact that there's not a lot of years behind your official title is is, is head coach. So, well, what do you think of the new court? It, it looks pretty sharp, right?
3: Court is great, man. They did a great job with it. Uh, it's it's actually our colors now, so we're yeah, it's sort of nice to match. <laughs> so
0: it's sort of nice to match, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, the court is awesome, man. And we get to practice on it pretty much every day. So uh, the court looks amazing. I, I can't wait to have our fans in here November nineteenth for that first home opener. We're dropping the banner. Got a pretty cool video we're going to drop as well that day, and can't wait to see all of our family and friends. Uh, filling up the stands for that one uh, with the brand new court.
0: Well, we have some new uniforms too, or is, are we just working on the court right now?
3: We well, got some new uniforms, man. The players got their, their last names on the back. They're pretty sweet. Uh, very light that the, the girls really enjoy them. So yeah, we got some new uniforms as well.
0: You guys are gonna be looking pretty sharp out there on on, on your new court, I bet. So
3: they're gonna be looking good, man. Still no suits for me though. I've I've uh committed to to the polos and the slack look. So. Okay, <laughs> uh, the, the
0: the tracksuit look, or are you are you, are you a slacks and uh nah. like a collared shirt type of guy?
3: Just nice slacks and and, and a mount polo with, with some cohans to go with it, and we're gonna call it a day with
0: that. Did you wear a suit for the for the NCAA tournament, or were you were you staying true to your colors there?
3: Staying true to my colors, man. No, those days are over uh, for me. <laughs>
0: it's, it's nice. To, it's nice to have a job where you don't wear a suit, right?
3: It's beautiful, and I, you know, I, I I'm saving some money on the dry cleaners right now, so it works <laughs> out well.
0: That's for sure, too. So once again, uh, the Mount St. Mary's women open the season uh, Monday, November 7th. They're at Virginia Tech. The home opener is uh, the 19th of November. It's a Saturday. They're home at 1 p.m. against Navy. Uh, Coach Antoine White, uh, appreciate you having on uh, for coming on the podcast, sir. We'll, we'll we'll do it again soon. Thanks for doing this.
3: Greg, always a pleasure, mate.
0: Yep. My, my thanks to Graham Collender as well as my colleagues John Cannon and Alexander Dacey talking to Frederick County Sports. That is it for us this week on the Final Score podcast. Uh, Stay with us, folks. We're in championship season, uh, and we'll be back again next week. Have a great week.